You're listening to the Sportsman's Nation Podcast Network brought to you by Federal Premium Ammunition. Now, it's turkey season all over the country right now, and if you're looking for a turkey shot that is just going to slam turkeys dead, you need to check out the Heavyweight TTS. Now, it comes in a variety of gauges, whether you shoot a 410, a 12 gauge, or a 20 gauge, this is the turkey shot for you. A lot of cool things going on with this. It has 22% denser material than a standard tungsten, uh, 56% denser than lead. So what this means is that at longer distances, you're getting higher velocities and a more consistent patterning. It has a full length wad that prevents direct contact off of the extra hard pellets and the bore. And long story short, that protects the barrel. If you want to find out more information about federal premium ammunition, visit federalpremium.com. This is a Houndsman XP podcast with your host, Steve Fielder, and me, Chris Powell. If you're ready to up your game to extreme performance, sit back, buckle up, and hang on for another exciting episode of Houndsman XP. This episode of the Houndsman XP podcast, we're dividing it up into two categories or two parts. So don't hang up or don't hit that stop button because we're going to have a two-parter this week. First part, we're going to have Jerry Mall from PKC. And then the second part, we'll have Alan Gingrich from United Kennel Club or UKC. And each one of them are going to talk to you about what's going on with their operations during this pandemic. I'm tired of talking about it. I know you're tired of listening to it, but this is current information that affects you uh, and your hounds and the the operations or uh, hunt activities, registration, all of that stuff. So you will want to make sure that you hear it straight from UKC and PKC uh, instead of picking up your information off of social media. But we also give you information on where you can find information on those social media platforms and get the direct scoop from UKC and PKC. So you want to make sure that you stay tuned there. We feel like this is relevant. We feel like it's uh, something that we're seeing a lot of questions popping up on social media. So we wanted to get the main guys from the registries that can give you the answers that you need. So that's what we're doing for the podcast. Make sure that you are checking out Freedom Hunters. Freedom Hunters is a nonprofit organization that takes military veterans on hunting adventures all across the United States. Every nonprofit is being affected right now by this pandemic, and, and Freedom Hunters is certainly no exception. Their major fundraiser in South Carolina had to be canceled because of this pandemic, and I know that everybody is dealing with that. But these are America's heroes we're talking about, 
and the ability to get them back out in the field and get them hunting. Regardless of where we go with this whole mess we're in right now, we are still going to hunt and we are still going to want to honor our veterans and get them back into society. And this is a perfect way to do that. So make sure you're checking out Freedom Hunters. Also, look at Dogs Are Treat. Our good friends Kevin and Nancy Hall at Dogs Are Treat came out with a super product that they're they're promoting right now they're getting that out in the hands of uh serious houndsmen i know seth hall has some of that product that he's using down there in new mexico on his coursing dogs jared moss at best gun dogs in beaver uh, utah is also using the product and giving reviews on it and seems to be uh, a little different than any other type of product that's out there on the market and it is a paw protectant it's called paws are protected and uh, you can go to dogsartree.com get all the information you need on that last thing i want to encourage you to do and we are picking up steam here folks make sure you're going to our website at www.houndsmanxp.com go to our patreon page and get signed up to be a patron. For as little as $1 a show, then you can be a supporter of Houndsman XP. And we are building some great prize packages and different things that we will do on a monthly base drawing for our Patreon patrons. But you have to be a supporter through Patreon in order to be eligible for these drawings. I'm talking about uh, long-range antennas from Hound Recovery Systems. Uh, we're, we're talking about things from phone scope, pyro putty, uh, the list goes on. I've got a whole list of things. Uh, we're going to have a premium light that we're going to draw. Uh, and I'm talking about a coon hunting light. So there are all kinds of prizes that we are stacking up right now. We've got gift cards from, from W hunting supply. We have gift cards from Cabela's and, uh, we are going to give those types of things every month, but you have to be a Patreon supporter in order to do that. So go to our website, look at the menu, select Patreon. It will take you right to our page on Patreon, and you it's an easy process for you to get signed up and start supporting the Houndsman XP podcast for as little as $1 per show. So $4 a month. We're talking couple monster energy drinks we're talking uh uh the big mac and the fries that you don't need anyway that you probably may or may not be able to get right now uh we're talking a couple cups of coffee if you're if you're drinking gas station coffee and one big cup of or one small cup of fufu coffee if you're going to uh, one of the premium coffee shops so patreon make sure you're there we're going to draw that package uh, right around the first week of May, we want to make sure every person is signed up by the end of April to be eligible for that drawing. So check us out. Hey, we're here to talk to Jerry Mall, Alan Gingrich, and we want to get this interview rolling. So stay tuned, folks. Here it comes. Information for you. Stay safe. Keep your distance. Don't shake hands. Don't lick doorknobs. See you on the other side. Welcome to the Houndsman XP Podcast, everybody. It's another 
glorious week under quarantine in the United States of America, and uh, Houndsman XP is trying to break down some of those barriers, and I've got my co-host with me today, Steve. How are you, and how are things in Florida? Hey, Chris. Hey, things are good down here. It's uh, kind of a surreal deal down here, of course. You know, in the area it's of the world It's a surreal live, deal. It's a surreal deal. <laughs> that's right. You can use that, okay? okay. No, no. <laughs> you don't have to give me credit. <laughs> I, got, I got a million of them. No. Seriously, it, it's weird. Uh, Ella and I this morning were up... Uh, the, the grocery stores down here have special hours for seniors. I'm sure that's the case around the country. Uh, big shout out to our grocery chain down here, Publix Markets. I mean, these people are over the top in what they do to try to accommodate folks. And, uh, you know, they they are really into this sterile environment. And so anyway, on Tuesday and Thursday, I know Tuesday and Wednesday mornings, we can go in at seven o'clock. Mm -hmm. uh, and, uh, you know, we <laughs> we line up and keep our six feet our social distancing right and we'll take a long list and ella and i'll split that up she takes half and i take half and we go to the grocery store once a week and that's what we're doing right now as far as getting outdoors that's it yep. so you know for a person that loves the outdoors as we all do it's it's tough yeah. uh, you know but well but anyway it's uh you know our county here out of probably 10 counties up and down the west coast of florida you know we rank down near the bottom that's good in number numbers of cases and so forth so that's good we're all good so far don't know anybody that's been affected directly so well our guest today uh you know getting back to that senior shopping deal he sent me a story um here this past week and said that uh a young man was trying to get up, cut that line to, to, to get in front of those seniors. And, uh, <laughs> and one of a little old lady hit him with a cane and rolled him back out into the parking lot. And, you know, he gathered himself and he tries to get up there again to get in there. And some old man started beating on him and runs him back out in the parking lot. So the third time he gets up there, somebody in that line said, Hey buddy, why are you trying to cut the line? He said, well, if I don't open the door for you, nobody's going to get shopped today. <laughs> <laughs> and i'll just introduce our guest jerry mall you gotta be careful out there guys that's right <laughs> hey jerry so we got good morning we got jerry mall on here and uh in the midst of all of the pandemic stuff going on uh, we wanted to have jerry on and, and talk about operations at pkc and just spend some public service announcement time, if you will, on, you know, how the registries are handling the challenges that they're facing. And, and uh, uh, Jerry has agreed to, to come on and, and talk about things at PKC. But before we get there, Jerry, how are you? You doing all right? Everything's good here. Uh, we've, uh, we've kind of been following the, uh, the directions and staying home and not getting in too much trouble. Um, my mom is, uh, 92 and we've been, you know, keeping close tabs on her and being very selective about who goes to her house and in her house and so on and so forth. And everybody close to me is pretty good right now. So, so your mom is still living at home. She's at home. 
in her own house? She is at home by herself. Wow. Yes. That's, that's, it's amazing. It is. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I've been doing the same thing with my parents. You know, I, I haven't seen them. I try to call them and talk to them. Um, I had a real discussion with him the other day. I said, do you want us to come and see you? And mom was like, not particularly. (laughs) (laughs) And I'm like, okay, I'm fine with that. I just don't want you to think that, you know, that, that, uh, but they're just hunkered down as well. And we're doing the same thing. I mean, Carrie and I are really having probably tomorrow and we're recording this on, April 7th, but tomorrow, April 8th is our 25th wedding anniversary. And, um, yeah. And we've probably spent the most quality time the last 10 days that we have since, um, our honeymoon. So I'm, I'm, (laughs) we have, we have looking at the positive things that this thing brings when I drive around communities and I see families together and kids riding bikes and everybody I talk to, it's like kids are riding bikes in the street. I'm like, no way, you know, but, uh, yeah, I think yeah. we pushed the reset button on this culture. I think if we, if we look at mm-hmm. it from a positive standpoint, you know, we're going to get back to some family values. I tried to buy seed potatoes yesterday and, and, uh, the guy at, uh, the local, local garden shop there said, everybody's gardening. Haven't seen anything like it in a long time. So. Well, except for some container tomato plants, that's about all the gardening right. <laughs> I can do yep, here. Yep. But uh, yeah, well, the grandparents down here are doing drive-bys and waving at the grandchildren, you mm-hmm. know, and things like that. But uh, yeah, it's who would have thought this, huh? No. Who planned for this? Right, really? Right. Um, I, w- I wish somebody would have gave me a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's right, for sure. Well, well, Jerry, it's definitely, you know, we keep track of each other on this big thing we call social media out there, and we talk about it a lot, but that's the way a lot of people are, you know, we're trying to capitalize on it with live videos and and getting the message out and keeping the hound hunting community together and and, uh, promoting this lifestyle. And I know PKC is is doing a lot of things down there and had to make some really tough decisions. some things that probably weren't popular in the, I know they weren't popular in the beginnings because I saw some of those, but, uh, you know, overall, we really wanted to talk to you today about how PKC is handling this COVID-19, um, whatever we want to call it, whatever the name is for it this week. And, um, uh, see how, see how you guys at PKC are addressing this, what your plans for the future are, and, uh, just kind of talk about that a little bit. Okay. Well, well, first off, I, I think our situation is is just like, uh, you know, it is for the federal government, the state government, the local governments, and, and right on down to businesses and, and families and individuals in that, you know, when we started into this thing, there were varying opinions, but most people didn't take it quite as seriously. And then, you know, it got a little more serious, and then they made some changes. And we all made some changes and that kept evolving and evolving up until, you know, the, the initial, uh, Indiana governor, governor Holcomb, uh, announcement of, of a shutdown. And then his recent addition of a, of a new shutdown and, and then the federal guidelines, I guess you'd call mm-hmm. them of, of the shelter 
place and the social distancing and whatnot. But uh, this thing is kind of a, you know, you wake up every day and it's a, it's a new challenge or you learn something new. And, and so it's, it's one of those things where you, you know, you can't go into it with a plan. You just, you, every day you react to what's going on. And although we all know it's a very serious situation, we also know that in some, in some respects it's overblown, but, but, even though it is overblown somewhat by the media, you, you know, you still have to react to, to your, to your government requirements. So, um, I think the first biggest challenge that we had was, was deciding to, to postpone our national championship, which was supposed mm-hmm. to be in Salem, Illinois, um, March 18th through 21st. So that was, that was our first kind of big blow, and then, uh, and then realizing we needed to do the same with the Super Stakes Championship that would be at Sullivan actually this week, right. uh, April sixth or eleventh. And then we went on and postponed the Spring Classic in Ohio that was going to be the week of week of April twentieth through twenty fifth. Uh, and then you know a couple pro hunts, the McAllister Oklahoma Pro Hunt and the Junction Illinois Pro Hunt. We actually uh, postponed those as well, um, and those are, you know, PKC administered hunts, where we, you know, we take full charge. Even though we've got a host club, you know, we put on the hunt. Right. Um, and you know, when it comes to the the club hunts, the weeknight weekend hunts, the the smaller pro classics and the legacy open events, you know, we've, we decided early on that we were going to leave those decisions entirely into the clubs. Um, one of the reasons being, um, that there's absolutely no way we can stay up with every state and, uh, and County and, you know, local ordinances as far as those things changing on a daily basis. There's no way for us to sit back and know what what open events weekend and weeknight that that we should or could cancel due to this thing. So what we're doing is is we're saying, okay, clubs, that's your responsibility to keep up with those things. We'll take care of the major events, and if you have local events you need to cancel, let us know and we'll get them canceled. And uh, I've got a couple questions. And so that, okay. Um, so, well, first is a comment, you know, and, you know, when, when, and I didn't mean to jump in and interrupt you. I just didn't want the, want it to get away from me here, Jerry, but. Um, no, no problem. Yeah. So, so I think what a lot of times we lose sight of is the fact that, you know, PKC is a business. Um, and when you've got a governor, and it's an Indiana-based business. So when the governor comes out and says non-essential, don't go to work, then it's going to throw some plans in place regardless of whether, you know, I want to, I want a coon hunt tonight or not at a PKC event. And um, uh, at first, I think you're exactly right. You know, we every day is a new adventure with this thing. We don't know where it's going. And, you know, one day you 
not recommended to wear a mask. The next day you wear a mask. One day it's this, and the next day it's that. Uh, the bell curve is flattening. No, it's spiking in other places. You know, really, there is no way for my business has been affected. Your business has been affected. Everybody that goes to work has been affected in some way or another. So, you know, I think uh, PKC has, is doing absolutely the best that you possibly can under this current situation. So um, the other thing that I have a question about, okay, so you're leaving this thing up to op- local clubs for open events. How is that affecting state races, national races, things like that? If I'm, if I'm living in an area where I'm under a travel restriction and my local club says, heck no, we're not having events. And then, you know, 50 miles away this club's saying yeah we're going to have our events so those those guys are having opportunities to hunt their hounds how is pkc addressing the 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 breed races and things like that well number one we understand that completely uh that it will it will vary based on on state races national races truck tickets Mm -hmm. and all of that um we also know that, uh, you know, on, on a normal basis, when we're not dealing with COVID-19, uh, that's also true. I mean, there's certain areas of the country that's got, you know, um, five clubs within uh, 150, you know, square miles, whereas some other parts of the country might have one. So, I mean, that, that, the, uh, Availability of events varies tremendously under a normal situation, and it you know it's obviously more varied now. Um, you know we could we could go ahead and cancel all our events, but we don't feel like that's the right thing to do either for areas of the country that are less restricted, such as uh, maybe Tennessee, uh, maybe Alabama, and some few other ones, Texas. Mm-hmm. And, um, and, and, you know, some of the other states are dramatically restricted. So, um, from that standpoint, we decided that that that's going to need to be something that the, each individual club makes a decision on. Yeah. Well, as you're talking, Jerry, I'm thinking, you know, there's always been that, for instance, uh, you know, maybe a certain state closes down for turkey season in the spring when when another uh, state permits you to have events and and so sure. forth. But I have one little question there about that. Now, here in Florida, and I'm not sure if this is nationwide, there is a restriction limiting uh, gatherings to 10 individuals. Has that uh, you know, could that be a problem? I mean, here in Florida, if you had a hunt with 15 <laughs> contestants, you would actually be in violation. And I realize with all they have to do, the officials are probably not out there checking the entry rolls at a, at a night hunt. But was that addressed at all, or did you think about that? Well, to to a certain extent, those those are the kinds of restrictions that do vary tremendously. In some places, it's 10, some it's 5, some it's 25, others it's mm-hmm. 50. Um, and and it, it definitely relates to some of our, I mean, our Legacy Series events have a minimum of 24 entries. So if you're in a state or local area that restricts you to 10, you know, you're just going to have to cancel your, your upcoming mm-hmm. Legacy hunt. But, but if you have a weeknight open event and you normally draw, 
one or two casts, then theoretically sure. you're good to go. Yeah. And, and those guys are rolling on. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, and there's some areas that are more restrictive than that. And in some areas, the, the state DNR has, has rescinded uh, their state permits. Um, and uh, especially ones that are, uh, were permitted to, to operate or, or to cast on to uh, federal or state hunting ground. Mm-hmm. Uh, some of those have been rescinded. So, so in those kind of cases, it's even more strict. And, uh, you know, and, and if you look at the PKC board, uh, you can see that, you know, a tremendous amount of the March and April events, just the weekend and weeknight open events are, are being posted that they're canceled. Mm. And, uh, so, uh, and some have suggested that it's, it's easier to, it would be easier to post the ones that are happening than the ones that aren't. And, and while I certainly understand that, that thought and that logic, uh, some of these clubs aren't deciding to cancel their hunt until the last day or the day of, I should say. And, uh, and so it, it would be very hard to try to keep up with that. Yeah. And so we've recommended that anytime you're planning to go to a coon hunt under the situation we're in, always call the hunt director before you step into your truck and head out the driveway because there's a possibility, you know, it may have been canceled in the last hour. Wow. So yeah, it's definitely challenging time. Well, you know, one thing comes to mind to me here is this thing about social distancing and using common sense. And uh, I would assume in a cast situation, everybody would have their own truck. And, uh, and uh, you know, that might make it uh, a little more difficult out there in the woods. But, you know, they recommend the six feet separation, uh, you know, all of these things. And I guess just common sense comes into play. And I always like the fact that, PKC has a common sense rule <laughs> that says, you know, in some cases, common sense has to supersede the rule. So, uh, yeah. How is yeah. it? Uh, well, the, go ahead, Jerry. No, go ahead, Chris. I was just going to kind of, uh, you know, move it on down the road here a little bit and find out, you know, what has been the overall feedback from the PKC membership that you've seen uh, so far? How, how are they responding to this? Because I, I haven't been on the, the ProHound uh, forum for a while. So, um, overall, how are, how's the PKC membership reacting? Well, I, as with most things, you know, it runs the gamut. We have uh, some people that really support how it's being handled and are 100% on board with that. There's other, there's other people that think no hunt should be canceled. Uh, because we're, you know, we're a tough, robust group of people and, and we're outdoorsmen and, and we shouldn't pay any attention to the silly thing. And then the, the other end of the spectrum, there's, there's some that are recommending we cancel all the hunt. Mm-hmm. So it, it really, it really runs the gamut. Um, probably the biggest thing that that's affected our business, you know, aside from canceling all the events and the income has been the fact that, you know, with the, with the Indiana state, uh, edict, you know, we, 
we had to close the office right. from March 25th through today, and then it was extended now. And so our our offices actually closed, you know, from March 25th through uh, April 22nd. So nearly a month's worth of uh, the office closures, and and what that translates to for the members that means uh, no registration papers, uh, no no events that have he- been held right be- since right before that. And during the shutdown of the office, none of that information is getting posted up in the in the standings and the races, you know, on the on the website. Um, none of that's being updated. So, so really, the only business that's being conducted during these shutdowns is, is uh, people that deal with me and Roger uh, Dale directly, and. Uh, and nobody being at the office, so. So when a club when a club hosts an event, an open event, and I, I get that final hunt report done, there is no way for um, there is no virtual posting where I post it up online where you can glean that information and then update races. It has to go to the office, and then that information is updated. Is that what I'm hearing you say? Yeah, okay. yeah, yeah, and even if we. Even if we had an online way to report that, it would still go to the office. So, um, so even if that was the case, you know, we, we'd have to still have the office open to make all that stuff happen. Yeah, Steve, you had you had had. I know this was a topic that you wanted to talk about with registrations and things like that. Yeah, a couple of things come to mind there, Jerry, uh, and I'm just thinking here. With every virtually everybody uh, working from home now, you know, even my local TV station that I watch in the morning just to get the weather and and a few tidbits before they get into the heavy stuff. Um, you know, they're all working from home. Uh, the weatherman, the 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 anchor man, um, the the reporters are out, you know, and about in the communities. Uh, did you give any consideration to that? I mean, it, it would look like that you'd be able to access your computer files and so forth from home. Is that not possible? Uh, well, I'm, it's not impossible. Um, you know, with technology today, we could make that happen. But as as the PKC system is now, it's not accessible from people's uh from the employees' homes, and uh, you know, when you're talking about those other businesses, you know, they're they're multi-million dollar businesses, and they're they're set up sure. to do that kind of thing. Sure. Whereas, you know, you, you got a five-person office, it's a small business kind of mm-hmm. set up, and yeah, and they're working off an access database, and it's it's really not it's not uh, not set up to yeah. Not sophisticated enough to do that at this point. Yeah, and I see that, Jerry, you know, because you're not set up to have all this stuff virtually entered. You know, if all the clubs were set up to submit all the reports via computer, it went into a a program that someone could access from home and all that, then that would be possible. Yeah, the question was basically, I guess, to 
to let you speak to that because, you know, I, I certainly understand what you're saying is true. And, uh, yeah. Well, one thing I noticed, I believe it was in a post uh, from you at, on social media about uh, honoring postmarks and things like that pertaining to getting these puppies uh, in, uh, you know, uh, nominated and so forth by the deadlines and all. You want to address that a little bit? Sure. And that, that what you're pointing out there is definitely the case. Uh, we won't uh, place any hardships on any members uh, due to this shutdown itself. In other words, if there's registration papers, you know, litter registration, uh, a deadline on your six-month or nine-month super stakes fee uh, for a pup, uh, DNA, this and that, anything that is date-sensitive, uh, go ahead and send it in. We'll, we'll honor the postmark even if we don't get it, it, even if we don't address or open the envelope, you know, for two weeks after you send it. As long as this postmark by the deadline, we will honor that, and there will be no additional fees there. Okay, I've got another question to pertain to that, and then I, I'll let Chris have the reins again. But, you know, uh, we all turn, tend to look at our personal situations. Uh, I've got a pup here that is uh, is a, uh, an 18, 2018 model. Uh, he was scheduled to hunt the Super Stakes this spring. Will, there, will that year just be lost to him? Was there any ex, uh, discussion about extending the ages on these puppies uh, that, that missed it this year? Or, uh, I mean, I'm not suggesting that you do that. I'm just wondering uh, what type of discussions you guys may have had about that. Well, we, as you can imagine, we, we do discuss that type of thing just about every day. Uh, and, uh, you know, harkening back to our original uh, thoughts about that, about everything changing on a daily basis, the plan right now, and we hope that we can execute this plan, but the plan right now is to actually have both the national championship and the spring super stakes uh, yet this late spring, early summer when, when this thing settles down. But uh, the, uh, the quote, when things settle down is, is really up in the air. Uh, <laughs> sure. But one, uh, one assuming, more. Yeah, go ahead. I'm sorry, Jerry. Yeah assuming that we can, I mean, the national um, champion qualifiers are, are locked in with one exception. And that is if a dog earns 10,000 or more in PKC earnings, uh, they are eligible to hunt in the, in the upcoming national championship. And just say the national championship is, is later summer. Uh, any dog that, achieve that $10,000 between when the national championship was supposed to be in March and then would, would be eligible. So it, it could qualify more dogs there and the same respect with the spring super stakes. You have a pup that's super stakes eligible, but you didn't have this money one to be at Sullivan this week competing. Well, if, if the super stakes spring super stakes, is held later this summer, you will have right up until the date of that hunt to win your qualification money. Wow. Awesome. So, 
Awesome. That was going to be my next question because I was one of those guys and I used the yep. excuse of being in Florida, but, uh, <laughs> you know, that, that didn't have his pup ready. So that's, that's well, good to know for sure. Well, we're taking away some of your excuses. <laughs> I, I see that. <laughs> good job. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know what? I, I so hope, go ahead, Jerry. That. Go ahead. I was just. I was just going to say, hopefully that'll give some people uh, a more of a more of an opportunity to participate. Not only, uh, that, but obviously, from the time that we find out things are settled down enough to reschedule that hunt until we have it, there's going to be a lag time in there. So hopefully during that period, then the uh, then the open events will will be back to their full schedule. So mm-hmm. not only is it giving some people a little extra time now, but there is actually being held in the area right now. There still will be, uh, you know, a lag time there where they still they still can go get their qualification money won after we announce a new date. Right, right. Well, that's uh, that's some good stuff, and we are getting a little bit of technical technical uh, stuff going on here with. Uh, I'm not sure if you're moving around or if it's internet connection, but, uh, you know, I watch Fox news and they're struggling right now with, and they've got multi-million dollar setups and operations. So, uh, we're just going to have to deal with, with what we've got here as well. But, uh, if it gets too bad, we might break it off. And, and, uh, I can't think of anything else, Steve, have you got, have you got anything else or, or that you want to throw in there? No, I really don't. Uh, You know, having been over there on that side, Jerry, I know that those conversations have to be ongoing. I know you guys are really looking hard and working hard uh, to to be as accommodating as you possibly can. And and, you know, knowing your organization, as I do, I know that you have the best uh, interests of all your members and their families at heart. And uh, I'm standing over here applauding what you and Roger Dale and the other, uh, the national directors and everybody is doing, uh, because you've been dealt, you know, as we all have, uh, a very difficult situation to deal with. And I think I'll go on record saying, I think you're doing a great job and, uh, really appreciate, uh, appreciate that. And I do intend to be at that super stakes. <laughs> and I and I'll echo that as as well, Jerry. I I know that um, I know you personally, and I, I right now it's easy to sit back and and get our tinfoil hats out and think that that everything's a conspiracy. But uh, you know, I, I, from knowing your character and working with you as much as I have in the past, I know that's not the case. You know, there is some uh, tough decisions that have to be made by different people, but, you know, I'm glad that you were able to come on today and, and talk about some of the things that, Hey, this is what we're doing. We're trying to, trying to deal with it on a daily basis. So, um, kudos to you guys. You're, you're doing a, doing a great job and with, with the hand you've been dealt, that's for sure. Uh, certainly appreciate that. And, you know, we can't say we make every decision correctly, but we can say that every decision is, is made with the membership in mind. Right, right. And I, I know that to be true. Um, sure. I know that, that that's where your heart is. So you got any other things you want to get out there? Anything we missed, Jerry? Anything that the that you want the PKC membership to, 
to uh, hear? Uh, well, I just have a general comment, and that is that, you know, we talked a little bit about, uh, Chris, you brought up the fact that, you know, there are some bright spots in this situation we're in about families getting back together and spending family time and being outdoors and so on and so forth. And, and the other thing that I want to point out, which I know you both of you know well, and that is it, it's very noticeable that our, our nation gives back to God, and I think that is a very important thing. Yeah, I'm not sure where you're at, Jerry, but we're losing you, and I've, I get the idea what you're saying there, um, and I'll just uh, – um, I, I know where your heart is, and I know that, uh, you know, that we're, we're – I am seeing a resurgence of, of the Christian faith and people turning back to God. My news feel, feed is full of it. Uh, we're, we're really looking at our priorities and, and determining what is the uh, – what's most important and uh, maybe it's not a new truck this year. Maybe it's the health of my family. Maybe it's not a, a you know, a vacation this year. Uh, maybe it's, uh, you know, making sure that I'm, I'm doing my part as a, as a useful member of society. And, and I see a lot of that stuff too. Steve, you got any closing thoughts? Well, not, uh, no, Chris, other than just to, um, you know, give you guys an amen, so to speak. I'm an old Southern boy uh, about what you're saying about faith. And these are the times that try men's faith. But uh, those of us who have uh, uh, that faith and are real gra- uh, well grounded in it know that somebody, a, a power higher than, than us is in charge. And that's what we're going to go with. And that's how we're going to see this thing through. And, um, and the light at the end of the tunnel, uh, regardless of what the media says is not an oncoming train. It's a better day. And, uh, I'm looking forward to getting out in the woods with my hound and hopefully it'll be with one of you guys. Yep. Yep. And, um, uh, I, I just think we ought to leave it right there. I mean, um, it's easy to get down in the, in the mud and, and waller around in it, but, uh, we can't stay there forever and and some things are just out of our control and as much as i would like to have that hound out there and getting his picture taken sometimes that's just not the most important thing that we're doing right now so if you're able to hunt and you can get out there and hit a pkc event check that uh, at prohound.com make sure the events aren't canceled and have faith that pkc is going to uh, honor their commitments to you as a membership to make sure that you're eligible for super stakes and and your litter registrations and and things like that so i'm really glad jerry came on with us today and and um, uh, clarified a lot of that and this is going to go out in a really timely manner so this will be pretty current information for pkc if not Make sure you're following uh, the ProHound message forums at www.prohound.com and follow Jerry Mall on Facebook. How you like that, Steve? You done? Sounds All right. Good. You back, Jerry? <laughs> Sounds good. Thank you very much, guys. Hey, thanks for coming on. I thought we lost you. I thought we'd lost you to the digital world there, but I'm glad you came on and, and uh, we'll be in touch. If you need anything, make sure you reach okay, thank you, you reach out to us yeah. and let us know Absolutely. if there's anything we can get out there for PKC 
uh, is, you know, if it's something that's timely that you needed out there, we're more than happy to, to step in and help you with that, Jerry. Appreciate it much. Thank you, guys. You bet. Thank you, Jerry. Right, thanks a lot. Thanks for coming on. Bye-bye. Yeah, bye. As houndsmen, we share very unique needs when we make a decision to relocate, especially when it comes to finding a hound-friendly environment in which to live. REMAX Hall of Fame realtor Evan Harrell is a houndsman himself, and he and his team understand your relocation needs as no one else can. With so many things to consider before you move, Evan can help you find just the right location anywhere in the country whenever you decide to go and will even help with the process of selling your present home. And Steve, REMAX Elite Realty is based in Franklin, North Carolina. Evan Harrell specializes in residential sales and especially in helping people like us to relocate to the locations we choose anywhere in the United States. REMAX has been the leader in residential transactions since 1999 and rated the number one brand in real estate. Evan has been named top producer four years in a row and Chairman's Club recipient in 2018. Contact Evan online at evanherrell.com or give him a call at 828-371-5103. You and your hounds will be glad you did. anybody within uh, about a quarter mile from me from where I'm sitting right now then then I really need to know about it because I'm I'm at home and my closest neighbors at least at least a quarter mile probably more like a half mile mm-hmm. so I've got my social distancing yeah. down well there, there there's only three coon hunters in Florida and none of them live close to me so I'm I'm doing all right here. yeah 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 well, yeah, hey. it's a crazy time, isn't it? Mm. Yep. Who would have thought it, huh? Yeah. Yeah, I know. It's just crazy, man. Just man, just it's something totally unprecedented. I guess just never would have thought. Right. Well, you know how yeah. is how is uh, how is it affecting operations there at UKC, Alan? Uh, you know, for, are we, are we on already or what? Oh yeah. Yeah. We're on and I'm rolling. Oh, are we? Okay. Yeah. I, I try okay. to take, I'm trying to take people by surprise these days and catch them with their okay. pants down purely for entertainment value. He's okay. sneaky. Well, there you go. Yeah. He's sneaky, Alan, for sure. Yeah. I gotcha. Yeah. Well, obviously the state of Michigan is under a stay home, stay safe mandate. And that's been in the case since like, uh, March 24th. And that remains in effect until, uh, Monday, April the 13th. Um, at this time, we've not been advised of any further date extensions, uh, with that regard, you know, but yeah, the UKC office is closed, but all of our employees are working remotely from, uh, their residents. Uh, approximately a third of our 40 plus employees have been working from home since about the third week in March. And then the office uh, closed, uh, fully closed the following week with all employees now working from home since then. So, uh, yeah, yeah. But as uh, 
but as uh, work-related mandates are lifted, hopefully sooner rather than late or later, we'll likely see some employees shift back to the office. And but we'll probably do that in in stages. And uh, again, hopefully that'll happen sooner rather than later. But we'll see. You know. Yeah. You know, I think every day is a new adventure of of what's really happening here and and you know it seems like every day you watch the news they're contradicting themselves and so i think the main message is uh you know just be patient here we've got to be patient and i know that ukc isn't closed down because they want to be and definitely not because there's any kind of conspiracy to to end coon hunting in the united states because ukc doesn't want that so i think that's the main message we the first half of this podcast is going to be jerry mall we talked to him from pkc and uh you know we just want to we just want to give ukc an opportunity to to get their message out there too it's gonna this this episode will air um what is it april 13th is that the right date next Monday? So we're, we're re- yeah. recording on April 7th right now. And we want to get a timely message out there because, you know, a lot of people are, are really uncertain about what's going on and, and uh, we can help bring some, some stability into uh, our community there, Alan. So I really appreciate you coming on. And if people don't know, this is Alan Gingrich from, uh, from UKC that agreed to come on with us today. So thanks, Alan. Yeah. Yeah, well, we really appreciate that, and it uh, for this opportunity and a little bit of little bit of airtime on your on your channel, so to speak. But yeah, you're exactly right. You know, we want our customers to know that UKC is fine. We're moving along, and everything is business as usual for the most part. We're just working from our home for state mandates, but uh, we're still fully operational. And again, we encourage folks like you mentioned to continue to call in, email, submit their registration paperwork, et cetera. And all of those received items are and will be processed, even though slightly delayed. Now, we have our mail is actually being held at the post office in Kalamazoo. Mm-hmm. And once a week, they, they have got folks going up there and getting that mail, bringing it in, uh, scanning, scanning those all of those items and getting them out to the uh, to the uh, proper uh, workforce or the employees to process them. So but really, it's. It is really working much better than I may have anticipated to begin with. We had a few things the first couple of days to get some bugs worked out, but uh, I'm, I'm really surprised in, in, uh, uh, with the way it has worked out. It's worked out better than expected, that's for sure. And, and really, at the end of the day, I think we can learn something from this as well. Maybe open some doors for us with uh, with some of this stuff. So yeah, you mean where you don't have to drive to the office every day? That's what you're really saying. That's right? what. Okay, that's what I'm getting. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I want to be like Steve, just work from home all day. Yeah, that's right. Well, we don't use that word work, but uh, what it, whatever I do, I do at home. That's for sure. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah, that's yeah. great. Well, it sounds like you're really ahead of the curve on some of this stuff, Alan. And I, I think you are, you know, I'm sure down the road, we all envision a time when everything will be done online and, uh, and you can work from wherever, you know, my son up in Chicago's been working at home. He works for a company that does all the logistics and so forth for the McDonald's corporation, uh, the restaurant people and, you know, and they're all, all the communications group that he has there are, are working from home all over the world, really. So, you know, it's, right. uh, 
that's the thing that's going on. I, I know Chris is going to have some questions for you, and I have uh, one or two, Alan, so I'm going to let Chris take the lead on this. But uh, I think my questions for you that might uh, be helpful to UKC uh, 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 clients or whatever it would be concerning some things about the events. But, uh, uh, Chris, what do you got? And I'll I'll uh, hold this back for a while. Well, I think I think um, Alan's got several talking points that he sent me. He's real well. Oh, he's good. Very well prepared here. But uh, you know, you talked about the thing that I want to touch on since it's fresh, and we just did talk about it. Is the uh, registration process? You're checking mail once a week. You know, if if what's UKC doing about their deadlines for for litter registrations, late fees? Steve asked that of PKC. Uh, in in the first part of this podcast, and and we'll just put the same question out there for UKC. Have we lost everybody? No, I'm here. We've lost Alan. We have lost can you, Alan. I can hear him now. Can Go you hear on. me? I can hear you, Alan. There, Go ahead. There we Okay. Yeah, I could hear you as well. But uh, to answer your question, uh, Chris, uh, without getting into specific details for everything, uh, we are certainly considering a lot of those uh, late fees and things like that. So clubs shouldn't have to worry a whole lot so long as they did their part. Uh, and, and as far as us not receiving them in time, we will be considerate of all that. Okay. Absolutely. So I've got a litter of, Made I've, got, a, there's, I've got a litter of pups here. Uh, I'm getting close to the deadline. If that, if that envelope is postmarked prior to the deadline, uh, is UKC going to honor that without an, imposing any kind of fees on it due to the current situation? Yeah, they will. Absolutely. They will. Okay. Yeah. All right. They will. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, I'm glad you asked that question. That's a good one. I didn't, I didn't uh, put that in my notes here to put out there, but no, that's exactly, that. that's exactly the case. And that's true for a lot of things. You know, uh, we'd still want them to get their, uh, get their things in, in time, do their, if they do their due diligence and is, it's just a matter of us not having received it in time because of the situation we're in. Why, uh, nothing to worry about there. Yeah. So what are we looking at on cancellations for UKC events? Well, obviously, we were getting a lot of them. We've done that's been the majority of our workload seems like in the last uh, in the last two, three weeks or whatever. But we've made it very simple and we do want clubs to let us know if they need to cancel their event. Obviously, we usually have a no cancellation policy for events that are already advertised. But obviously, this is totally different here again making provisions for that, but they can either email us. And if they do email us, give us as much accurate information as they can. In other words, what I'm getting at, um, tell us in, instead of just saying the, uh, Marion, Ohio club wants to scan, uh, uh, cancel their April events. Uh, give us at least give us the name of your club and, um, or, and what would be better would be the club ID along with as much information as you can. The easiest way is simply to call us. Mm -hmm. And we have uh, three, four uh, phone lines open that are taking those calls. And just tell all you got to do is tell us your club ID and we can do it in a matter of two minutes. We can get you taken care of. But right now we're only scheduling uh, April and May events. And actually, we've just opened it up to where we're now also uh, canceling uh, May events. Mm -hmm. And here again, this is the decision of all clubs based on their state mandates uh, and uh, so give us a call. We can do it in no time. But uh, all 
canceled events are carried over to the club's 2021 schedule. So they don't need to worry about losing that date that they did cancel. They'll okay. have that date back on their schedule for 2021. And then secondly, uh, any clubs that have already paid their license fees up front, will, they'll also be refunded for those. So some clubs are asking that we transfer that to maybe a later date for them, and we'll work with them on that. We can do that as well. So, But otherwise, if they don't uh, request that, they will be refunded any of those license fees already uh, paid. But uh, we also suggest to give UKC at least one week notice to cancel. It's easier for us to cancel on short notice uh, than to have mandates lifted and, and reschedule a uh, a canceled events. In other words, if, if mandates would be lifted on an event they've already canceled, it's going to be hard for us to reschedule it again for, you know, let's say next week. So it's easier for us to cancel on a short notice uh, versus uh, the other way. So I, I say that to suggest that maybe you hold off on your May events right now uh, until maybe you uh, until the time gets closer is okay. what we would suggest. Okay. So, mm -hmm. so that's good direction for the club. You know, I'm, I'm, yes. I'm not a club officer uh, or a hunt director at a club or a master of hounds, or I'm not in charge of, of, uh, that part of this, but I've got an event that I was thinking about going to this weekend. And, and how do I, as a, a PKC customer check to find out if that event is actually <laughs> going to be held? Freudian slip well, there. Yeah, yeah, what did I say? Yeah, did yeah, I say well, PKC? He, yeah. Sorry. <laughs> Sorry, Alan. Yeah, yeah. No problem. Yeah, well, look, I'll just correct you. Yeah, if you're interested in a UKC event. Uh, there you go. Yeah, this is, it's very, it, Chris, it'd be very crucial that before you just take off and go to a, an event that you know is, is on the schedule or you saw advertised in the book or something, it's very crucial that you first check our events calendar on our website. Okay. Uh, and that's simple. Go to the website at ukcdogs.com. And uh, depending on whether you're looking for a coon hound, a beagle event, a squirrel hunting event or whatever, click on the coon hounds if you're looking for a coon hound event. And from there, you'll see the events calendar. And you'll see any event that is canceled, it's still showing up there. Uh, but we do that for a reason. So there's no confusion. So you click on to the club name and then from there you will see it clearly noted if the event is canceled and you'll see it in the directions portion of the event details on okay. the website so yeah it's very crucial that you check that before you go and i think uh i think this uh, whole deal through here a lot of people are learning how to do that pretty quickly and so far we're not really hearing any complaints of people going to an event that had been canceled matter of fact i've not heard of any so i think it's working pretty well mm-hmm yeah, that's the main thing oh, yeah. is is uh, being able to uh, to have that access. So, yeah, that's great that, yeah. that that's being current. Mm -hmm. So, if I see anything uh, for this week, if I am planning on heading out to a UKC event this weekend, then uh, if it's on the website today, I should should double check that day. But I shouldn't change my plans at this time. Uh, that that is correct uh when we once we get the notice to cancel an event we've got our system set up to where that updates every hour okay so uh it, it should be shouldn't be a problem at all and now i would suggest you know if you're going to an event on friday night thursday you checked it and it's still good i would still suggest you check it on friday before you go okay 
we're right. we're not getting very many that are that close, but we have had a few. Last weekend we had I want to say like two Friday night events that we canceled earlier in the day on Friday. So just before you go, just just go on there and check it. And uh, for most people, that's pretty easy. Most have that access on their cell phone, so that's what I'd suggest. Make sure you check it before you go. Sure, sure. Steve, you got anything? Well, no, that that's great, and I think that just speaks to the uh, excellent system that UKC has in processing events, having been there and know a little bit about the foundations of that system, but you guys have taken it to a whole new level, and uh, and that's, uh, that's great, Alan. I, I think in this day, uh, we all know to check our phones, check the schedule, that sort of thing. We check it for everything else, so why shouldn't we check it before we sure. jump, in the, jump in the truck to drive an hour or whatever? Yeah. I just wonder how... Uh, you said uh, this is all left up to the individual mandates of the states and so forth. Have you guys given any consideration to uh, cautioning the clubs to uh, to uh, you know observe the limitations on numbers of entries they might be able to take at an event or so forth? Uh, you know, we talked about that earlier with Jerry. Uh, you know, here in Florida, we have a ten limit. You know, ten persons mm-hmm. in an assembly. Do you guys address that at all? Uh, we have not really with with the clubs. Uh, that's a good point, though, and it's it's something we uh, kind of rely on the clubs to follow their own mandates. You know what those are. You know, but uh, I, I would I would uh, I, I would uh, mention this that I know in Texas <clears throat> last week I had a call from uh, a club that canceled their event in Texas and they had one, another club had an event scheduled the previous Saturday night and they ended up with a lot more entries than they expected to where they were way over that. And what they were getting is a guy's driving a good distance just because they had an event that wasn't canceled, you know, so the club kind of, they got way more than they bargained for. So that's maybe something to think about, you know, just because you normally you might not have more than a 10 dog hunt and you're going through with it uh, something to think about. You may end up with a lot more than you expected because of guys kind of looking around for a hunt to go to, so you know, and kind of find themselves in a bit of a pickle, you know, that they hadn't expected. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So they haven't got the guides or they haven't got the judges lined up or, or whatever they, is well, that what you're saying? More. Well, I'm, what I'm saying is more on them being way over their uh, their what's allowed in their uh, in their state as far as mandates go. Way way more than ten people. Yeah, yeah. getting back to Steve's yeah. point. So, yeah. but yeah, I yeah. could see how it could also cause a problem if you if you usually run, you know, three casts of dogs or four casts, five casts, whatever it is, you're planning for that, and then all of a sudden you got ten casts and you don't have you're guides. Right. Wow, right. you know, then you got to start yeah. really. Well, that's yeah. Yeah, but you know this is this is also probably a good time to put this little plug in. You know, it's a, these current mandates are a good example and a reminder for clubs what our event policies are, and that is, you know, in addition to following procedures and rules in effect for an event, clubs must also follow their local and state laws and regulations as they apply to their event. And generally, that applies to having their proper state and local wildlife area permits, if applicable. Or as in this case now, uh, mandates uh, related to this COVID nineteen situation. So, what is what is the recourse for the club if if it's a 
like Florida, like Steve said, you're not allowed to have over 10 and, and you've got mm-hmm. 15 people standing there. Well, you know, I think we would be concerned as the club should be concerned that they may, if they're in violation of it, uh, you know, the liability of that is what, what they should seems like they should be concerned about and we would be concerned of that as well you know mm-hmm. um it's 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 no different than uh than than uh clubs not getting their state permits i guess and things like that and really if there if some something like that becomes an issue it may very well be something where ukc would no longer approve events for a club you know so it's a it's a it's a good thing to consider and i i, I don't think a lot of clubs think about some of those things like they should maybe you know but uh well here here and let me jump in chris uh here in florida we're under a stay-at-home order you know Mm -hmm. so i i'm thinking out of the box here a little bit that you know uh i just wonder hopefully uh you know it won't come to that but i i would certainly feel bad about a club that was holding an event and all of a sudden somebody came along and started writing tickets, you know, yeah. uh, to people sure. for, e- for even being there. So that presents a, a whole new challenge to the registry. And I, and I think UKC would certainly want to reserve the right to cancel events if they knew that that was a possible problem, you know? Um, yeah. You and, know, so it's and, crazy. And I mean, you know, it, and you're you're exactly right. It it may be. It's kind of hard for us to keep up with all the mandates of every right. state. You know, as right. you you're probably well aware, there's some that are a lot more strict right now than than others are. You know, but uh, so we would we need the the club's help with with that stuff. And sure. absolutely, we would suggest they follow those those uh, those uh, mandates. But yeah, those stay home uh, stay home mandates uh, that pretty much should put a club out for sure. You would think. Hey, unfortunately, we're getting a few that just kind of have that, I don't know, for the lack of an excuse my term here, but kind of take the middle finger approach to some of this. And uh, that's I feel that's just a ignorant approach to it. Yeah. And I've se- I've seen some of that response on. on I, I hear what you're saying. I, yeah. I see some of that response on social media about a lot of this stuff, but I just had a conversation with uh a guy I used to work with, his wife is a uh, a nurse, and I'm not going to say where, but uh, they're not looking for this thing to peak until probably the week of the 23rd, 24th. But they just brought in mm-hmm. a, uh, this is gory to think about, but if you're one of those guys is sitting there thinking that this isn't real, um, they're bringing in refrigerator trucks to her hospital because they're running out of, of room in the morgue or they plan that they, they may. So they're making those, this is not something that, um, not something to to take lightly for sure. And I think right now we just need to be patient, sit back. And if I don't get that night champion win on my dog this month, then go hunt him some more because it's not going to hurt him. It's not going to hurt you. And you'll have an opportunity once the air clears here a little bit. Well, that, you're exactly right. And I agree 100%. You're exactly right. You know, it's, uh, hey, I was probably like a lot of other people to be, you know, the middle of March, I'm thinking, okay, this is politics and the media. Here's where exactly. we are now. But, uh, you we know what I mean? But, uh, yeah. yeah, you know, 
a lot of us stuck our foot in our mouths probably with some of those ideas but uh, yeah but you're exactly right chris you know it's not the end of the world you know a lot of people can still go out and hunt and this is hey just uh just uh redo your schedule it's also a good good time to <laughs> to do to do things that maybe you didn't get a chance to do you know and and that is uh some of the things that are maybe more important than just uh hunting hunting will hunting will be back around there are night hunts and all those hunting events will be they'll be there when all this when when all this goes away you know so <clears throat> one of the things that we kind of started to i, I kind of kicked the end top off that anthill but was uh the social media you know social media platforms and and some of the comments we're seeing out there what do you what are you guys seeing at ukc well probably a lot of the same things that you see you know one of one of the things that i see is you know um uh, some of the hunters suggesting that the registry should just cancel all of the events until further notice, you know, and, and, and I understand that. And, uh, it makes sense to, it, it makes sense. But, uh, the, the other part of it is, uh, some of these, some of these States aren't as affected as others, you know, just like Michigan right now, I go back to Michigan right now, we're under a mandate to stay home, stay safe mandate. And we actually need a, a authorization a form if we are out doing something or we stand right now they're uh they are uh uh fining folks or they can they're saying they can 500 and a thousand dollar fines if you don't uh if you're if you're out and about when you shouldn't be you know so that's uh, that's kind of a serious thing but going back to some of the things we see on uh as far as canceling all events until further notice um, it, it just doesn't, wouldn't make much sense to say all events are canceled when, uh, states like, uh, New York, Michigan, or Illinois remain, remain under a statewide mandate while Missouri, Arkansas, Kentucky, and maybe some other states are back to business as usual, you know, so why would we hold off on, uh, uh, why should we hold off on everybody being in this same, um, uh, everybody have their events canceled when maybe they are maybe they can start having them mm -hmm. so that just canceling everything doesn't seem to doesn't seem to be the better idea yeah to me anyways well <clears throat> some of the things that uh, may be affected and maybe you can address this are things like you know qualifications for the world championship or triple crown uh the winter classic um uh some of the other have, are we going to see anything that's going to inter disrupt those types of races within UKC? Um, I, at this point, no. You know, we're uh, things like the Tournament of Champions are still on go. The World Championship is, you know, um, still on go as of now. You know, obviously a lot of RQEs have been canceled. Mm -hmm. And our first priority with canceled events, to as far as rescheduling goes, our first priority will be to uh, uh, try to uh, reschedule major events followed by uh, world qualifying events. Um, so as of right now, those events that aren't, aren't yet affected as of today that remain on the schedule, I'm talking about major events yet, or major events is like English Days uh, in June, American Redbone Days, Youth Nationals in July, uh, Autumn Oaks is obviously still on schedule as well as the Kuna World Championship. Mm -hmm. But uh, we have already uh, rescheduled some of the canceled events from, you know, March and April, some of those uh, major events. And some of those include now Black and Tan Days, which has been rescheduled for June 17th through the 20th, 
same location still. Mm -hmm. uh, Blue Tick Days, uh, they are August 6th through 8th rescheduled. Leopard Days is uh, rescheduled for August 27th through the 29th. Uh, St. Jude was another big one, and they have rescheduled for the weekend after Autumn Oaks, which is September 11th and 12th. That's for mm -hmm. St. Jude. Uh, National Redbone Days has moved down to the first weekend in October. Uh, Walker Days is canceled altogether for 2020, and they're not looking to reschedule that one for this year. But I would encourage uh, uh, Tree and Walker folks to go to their website at twbnfa.com and they have all their uh everything uh posted there in regards to uh dogs that had maybe qualified for their lee crawford this year mm -hmm. or their pup hunt they okay. have got some provisions in place for uh and a new schedule for that which i think is going to happen it's going to be uh implemented they're going to be eligible to hunt next year at walker day so all those dogs that are qualified for those things, it's not going to be all for naught. So, but right. to check out their uh, all those uh, details on their website. Steve, what you got to uh, say? Same way with, yeah. Oh, go ahead. Uh, finish that thought, Alan, and then I have a question for you. Yeah, uh, same way with Prina Nationals. That's one that's uh, uh, come up quite a bit, and that one is still pending. Um, we're, we've got quite a bit to work with there. Obviously, the folks at Prina and everything uh, to, to reschedule that right now, they're kind of not interested in, in uh, scheduling anything in stone until we uh, get a little further into this, get a little more information, I guess. But uh, so we are kind of behind the scenes a little bit, getting some ideas together, you know, and things like that. But uh, I would uh, suggest at this point, those that are qualified for the Prina Nationals, not to worry about it. We're still going to try to get a date scheduled for it. And uh, and as soon as that happens, we will get the word out to each individual that is qualified for that. And uh, there again, deadlines for advanced entries, those will all be reset. They don't need to worry about any of that stuff. We already have a bunch of those entries, and that's all perfectly fine. But <clears throat> we actually, a couple of weeks ago, we've already told some of them, hey, if you don't get it sent in before the deadline, that's going to be fine. We'll we'll work with them on that. So uh, we'll get more information out on that event as soon as we have more. Hey, before we shift gears into Beagle events and some of the other UKC programs, mm -hmm. Steve, have you got some questions mm -hmm. you wanted to throw out there? Well, I wanted to throw this one out to Alan, and, uh, uh, you know, certainly the answer may be, well, we just haven't thought about that yet. But the the Tournament mm -hmm. of Champions is obviously the big news in the Coonham world and something that a lot of people are really excited about for this year. And mm -hmm. UKC giving away $200,000 and all that that entails. Do you foresee let's say in a wor uh, worst case scenario we don't get to reschedule these events would that perhaps be withheld for this year and maybe rolled over to next year or have you given any thought about that at all well we had some thought you know and that and that could be a possibility at at this point uh, no you know at this mm -hmm. point it's still a go but if it goes yeah. on a whole lot longer i think we would need to go to the drawing board and um, mm -hmm. and consider consider our better options because yeah that's there's a couple things that play a huge part in that obviously is one is the is the income that comes in per, the per dog feeds or fees that uh, help fund sure. this thing 
and, and the other one is uh, uh, not enough events for or events for uh, people to even get qualified, get their dogs qualified, get those five cast wins that qualifies mm-hmm. them for it. So, right. yeah, if it were to, you know, like I said, as as of right now, it's still on go as is. But uh, if it were to go uh, quite a bit longer, I think we would be forced mm-hmm. to go yeah. to the drawing board and 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 take a good look at that. Sure. Sure. what would be in the best interest of it. And I think, okay. you know, Steve, for the most part, I think with all this, and I think you've probably seen that the the whole hunting community has been pretty easy to work with some of these mm. things. And it's, it's very encouraging, you know, and I, I think uh, everybody's in the same boat, you know, and it, it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's your work or, or your hobbies or what have you, but there's a lot of things affected. And I think uh, instead of, uh, you know, uh, people just getting upset over this and that it seems like people are pretty considerate of things. So, and that's, that's, that's good and nice to be able to have that, you know, and people are understanding of the situation that everybody's in. Right. And some are much bigger than other, much bigger than others, you know, and if it really, if it really came down to it, this uh, tournament of champions could very well be one that is kind of a big, big deal, you know, and a lot, a lot of uh, logistics behind the whole thing. No doubt, no doubt. Keeping it in perspective, um, oh. keeping it in perspective. I mean, you're looking at uh, Major League Baseball that is trying to figure out how they're gonna they're gonna have a season this year. Um, you know, all all of those businesses that are wondering if they're going to be open in July. Um, so there's people out there that are that are legitimately trying to figure out how they're going to buy groceries in the future and. And uh, I'm glad to hear that the the public is being somewhat understanding. But Steve, you're a baseball fan. What years did uh, Major League Baseball not have a World Champion winner? Mm, I don't too, right? I I think so during World War II. Yeah, this is the epic event of our lifetimes. I mean, I don't know that I've I've ever Mm. seen anything like this. My hopefully my kids will never see anything like this again. But yeah, it's a, it's not as, as easy as it's, it's not an easy uh, equation to solve here. That's for sure. You know, there's a couple yeah. things here, uh, you know, uh, thinking about the publishing business. And of course you guys are, are in that with, uh, with blood, uh, Coonhound bloodlines and, uh, your other publications. Mm-hmm. And, and, you know, that's a challenge, uh, that you have to be facing i'm sure you know because with no events what do you write about you know and i think that that's all going to trickle down and and here's a challenge that i would give to anybody that's listening to this podcast is that now is the time for you to show that you support uh this lifestyle this coon hunting thing or beagling thing or big game or whatever it is is by buying a subscription to one of these magazines because, you know, uh, without the advertising info or income and so forth, you know, that's just another phase that's going to be challenged like everything else, you know, and, you know, yeah, it is. And you really, Steve, if, if you think about it, you know, when we're sitting here for the last couple of weeks canceling events, you don't really realize or you kind of forget how many events you actually have in the in the heart of the year. You know, March, April, May, you know, for mm-hmm. most hunting events, you know, how many events you're actually canceling. And wow. when you oh, yeah. uh, look at everything, uh, everything behind it and everything that's affected, man, it's a uh, wow. It's a uh, it's 
it's a pretty big deal, you know, and, and a lot of businesses are in that, in that same boat, you know, but, uh, yeah, but Hey, here again, you know, it's, it's good that I think UKC is in a good, in a good place, you know, and, and, um, and we'll get through it. You know, we're doing sure. the best that we possibly can and making the best of a, of a situation that we're in. And, and, uh, uh, but, uh, I think our customers should know that, Hey, we've got a solid foundation here and, and, uh, it's once we get this behind us, why, uh, uh, yeah, we're going to take a huge hit obviously, but, uh, uh, well, the thing is, uh, I, I don't see us going out of business. So that's a good thing. Like no, a lot no. of, like a lot of small businesses, you know, that's, sure. the, that's the bad thing you're seeing now. A lot of small businesses being affected mm-hmm. by this. <clears throat> you know, Chris, I was thinking about this in the big picture thing and Alan, uh, I just mentioned this, you know, uh, this is probably our, real challenge for our generation. You know, uh, if you look back, there was a pandemic back in 1917 or so forth that swept the country. Uh, I was writing a story, uh, an article uh, one time, and I discovered that and, and really didn't realize it, that this country went through a major flu epidemic mm-hmm. back uh, mm-hmm. back in those days. I mean, it was major and, and very, very serious. And, and then we yeah. look at our parents that went through uh, that great depression you know my dad did yeah. you know nobody mm-hmm. had any money you know but they survived right. then they were faced with world war ii you know and the tremendous um uh, impact that had on the entire country the economy everything else and then you know the vietnam war all these things you know our country has always survived these things and we yeah. will survive this as well you know, and, yeah. but maybe yeah. this is just the challenge that falls on us now, you know, and that for us to step up and say, you know, uh, yeah, it's tough, but we can do this, you know. And, and that's where, that's well, where the, go ahead, Alan. Go ahead, Chris. I was just going to say that's, well, where I, the, that's where the toughness of this hound hunting community and this lifestyle gets us. You know, we're still going to hunt. We're still going to get those hounds out there. And during the Great Depression and during World War II and, you know, the Spanish flu of, I think it was 1917, 18, you know, the mm-hmm. heart of the epicenter of that was in Annapolis, Indiana, uh, for the United States. And, and we got through it. But during that Great Depression, you know, the, the people were looking for things to become involved with. And that's the hope on the horizon is this is a golden age for the hunter. And and we've seen that pendulum swing a long way this way. Well, this is a great opportunity for us to help swing it back to the center. And uh, people would flock to baseball stadiums and, and sporting events and horse racing uh, events. And, and there isn't any reason why we would think that, that uh, we couldn't carry on our traditions and lifestyle with our hounds the same way. Yeah, no, you're, you're exactly right. You know, and kind of going back to what Steve said, some of those pandemics, uh, you know, of, uh, throughout the years, you know, in the back in the day or whatever, it seems like every 10, 15, 20 years, there was something pretty big, whether it be that first pandemic, you mentioned the depression, the, uh, some of the wars we went through, you know, and, and there's just a lot of people affected today, you know, in these uncertain times, you know, you, obviously a lot of folks have, have high school seniors this year and, mm-hmm. and they're worried about proms and, and, uh, and, uh, uh, and, and all of that stuff. And, uh, but, uh, man, you think back, you know, a lot of these kids today, you know, that are kind of in that same position, man, 
some of their grandparents or their grandfathers, you know, back in the 60s and early 70s, guess where what they had to do as as soon as they got out of high school, you know, went straight to Vietnam. And that's uh, that really makes you think about things a little bit, you know. Yeah. So it's yeah. uh and yeah. I know it's hard for a lot of people to understand and, and you and hey, there's uh, a lot of things I'd like to be doing right now, too, that are just kind of on hold, you know, but uh, but it is what it is. But it's like you said, it, this uh, hound hunting community, man, it's good to see some of the things that you don't normally see. We criticize so much about the negative you see on social media. Right now, you're seeing a lot of good things. Mm-hmm. Right. I'm right. seeing a lot of good things. Yep. And that's for good sure. Yeah. Well, so. so tell us what's going on with yeah. the uh, hunting beagle events. Well, hey, obviously we've got some uh, pretty big programs there as well, and they're also affected uh, uh, significantly, you know. Uh, so uh, some of the hunting beagle, the major events that are still on schedule as of right now, the state championships, we have Maryland. That's coming up the first weekend in May, so that one's going to be kind of iffy. Uh, but as of today, they are still on, on go. So that's Maryland, West Virginia, New York, Kentucky, Tennessee, and Iowa state championships. Uh, but here again, before somebody heads out to him, check that, uh, check that events calendar. In this case, go to the Beagle page on, uh, the UKC website, make sure you check that calendar, uh, before you go. Uh, other major events, uh, that are still on go is like the Bill McFarland Memorial, the Dale Prunty Classic. Uh, the Southern Classic in Virginia, the Don McVeigh Senior Memorial Hunt, and the Hunting Beagle World Championship. Those are still on go as of today. Uh, Hunting Beagle Nationals, which was scheduled for next weekend, middle of April here, uh, that has been canceled. and We're not going to reschedule that one, unfortunately, for this year. Just um, too many other major events to reschedule and trying to find a good place for it is just... Uh, just not doesn't seem to be working very well so that one will be canceled altogether for 2020 uh, as well as nhba days nhba is our uh, uh, national hunting beagle association for uh, the hunting beagle program and uh, they've also canceled their annual breed day event uh, but now that said uh, we've got some of the events that have been postponed and uh, that are already rescheduled is the Ohio State Championship is uh May 23rd and 24th um another one that is uh a national all-star series chase um there's guys that were running for those points in 2019 that generally that chase is ran off the national runoff is held on the day before hunting beagle nationals so that has been now been postponed to thursday september 10th and will run alongside the mcveigh memorial uh, to be held at the fairgrounds in coshocton ohio so that chase will be held on thursday and we'll get all that information out to those uh 32 guys that are qualified for that or 32 dog owners i guess uh, and get them all that information basically it's gonna the first round is going to be run early in the morning on thursday and in the evening, we will run the two final casts of the all-age and the uh, junior series final cast in the evening on Thursday. In the middle of the day, the NHBA is working on some type of event, a hunting event, that they will put on in the middle of the day on that Thursday. 
Mm-hmm. So one thing I like about we're all trying to also work with the NHBA, UKC, and the and the uh, uh, folks, the McVeigh family with this. Uh, we can't appreciate uh, how they've stepped up the McVeigh family and offered a slot for us at their event for a couple of things like this uh, chase and and working with the NHB as NHBA as well. So we really appreciate that. So. Uh, um, so that's when that's scheduled. The other one is the Feist World Championship that was scheduled for uh, the 1st of March, uh, or the, uh, let me see, the 1st of April, I guess it was scheduled for. That obviously also got canceled. That's now postponed and rescheduled for uh, December and still at the same place, which is uh, Mount Orb, Ohio. And then finally, our newest program is our Gun Dog program uh, that we just kicked off this year and was uh, that small pack option and gun dog brace trials. And uh, we had a lot of traction going with that, a lot of interest and had several uh, trials scheduled for this spring. First one we held in the middle of March and that one was in Georgia, had a great entry for it. And uh, I was actually down there for it. And it was on that Friday is kind of when a lot of this whole mandate things started coming into play and it seemed like on that friday i was on my phone back to the office and taking other calls you know from breed associations and hey what's going to happen what do we got to do type of thing but uh that all kind of came crashing down as far as the events that were scheduled for it this spring for the gun dog program but uh um hey there is like i said there was a lot of traction for it and uh we've got a, a bunch of clubs already organized for it but uh i encourage those clubs to send in their fall dates that they'd like to have scheduled and and we'll save all this energy for this fall you know so uh, uh hopefully you know things don't change there so yeah well, well alan as i listen to you real quick here chris yep, as i listen ahead. to you go through that extensive schedule of all these major events and all i gotta say kudos to you guys at ukc for building such an amazing beagle program i remember the humble beginnings of that program and and when we sat down and started planning a beagle program at ukc and you guys have done a a fantastic job with it and uh, uh sure hope you can get that thing rolling again here soon and and uh it's it's really is impressive you've done a good job yeah yeah well it's a it's a program that i have a a lot of stake in you know and and i'm kind of known as the coonhound guy for the most part but uh I've been affiliated with our, our Beagle programs, both personally before I worked up there, hunted a bunch of them, you know, back in the day. And, and, uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's, it's a big deal. And, and man, I really, I love these Beagle events just as much as the Coonhound events, you know, they're a lot of fun. We have a lot of good folks in the Beagle, in the, in our Beagle trials and, and in our programs and everything. And yeah, so it's, uh, I love working with those guys all the same bunch of good guys and i love these programs and this newest one we've got it's uh it's quite a bit different from our hunting beagle format but i've met a lot of those guys as well and seemed like we had a good thing started there and it really unfortunately just got uh this whole situation kind of crammed us here for the spring trials there but uh, a lot of good folks and uh, i'm sure love working with these beagle guys as well yeah, yeah well it sounds like uh, you guys have got things Good leadership, good plans, uh, and the thing that I'm impressed with, Alan, is to hear the cooperation. Uh, you know, just like you said about the McVeigh family, 
willing to do what mm-hmm. they've got to do. This is a time for that, and and we've got to make concessions and and do what we have to do to be accommodating and try to keep keep this thing alive. So, I think it's great work. I think you guys are doing uh, uh, a lot of good stuff up there. Tell us real quick where um, people can find the most up to date information about what's going on at UKC. Yeah, just go to our website at ukcdogs.com, and uh, from there, just go to the news sections. There you'll see the latest news that we have in regards to uh, anything will be posted there as far as further information goes. Uh, that's where that's where you need to go. And it's on. It's, it doesn't matter if you go to coonhounds, beagles, uh, squirrel dog stuff. It'll all be up there on those news pages there. Um uh, but uh, also, I, I really want to give a shout out to this. You know, there's been a lot of work that had to, uh, that goes on to reschedule all this stuff. But I cannot thank our newest guy enough, and that's Trevor Wade. He came on this last year in 2019. He's predominantly working with the Coonhound program stuff, and he has done an excellent job helping with all this stuff. And it's uh, it's not just one person. It's my whole department, and he is a huge part of that. That guy is a workhorse. And I couldn't be more tickled to have him on board, man. Right now, if if we didn't have him, I don't I don't know where we would be. We uh, he has certainly been a huge help, and uh, he deserves a lot of kudos for everything he's doing and working with this stuff. That guy's like I said, he's a workhorse, and and he deserves a lot of credit for a lot of the work that's went into some of this stuff in the last several weeks. Yeah, good deal, Steve. Uh, just a shout out to Trevor. Yeah, seems yeah. like a great young man. A, pl- a privilege to speak to him briefly, and that, that's great, Alan. Great. Well, no, I'm good. Yeah. Uh, it's great to have Alan on and to get an update on UKC, and uh, and looks like you've got a good handle on this, Alan. And uh, man, hopefully you get this thing all all behind us. I can get back up to Michigan and do some hunting. Yeah, there you go. Well, hopefully that'll uh, everything will be back to normal by the when that time comes this fall. You know, that's a good time. Right now is a good time to be hunting up here. Mm. But uh, yeah, so hopefully things will be hopefully things will be different soon. But uh, before we go, I, I, we obviously also see a lot of uh, guys out hunting, uh, posting hunting clips and things like that on Facebook. Uh, we, our uh, media department would love to see or use some of those clips if guys want to. Uh, uh, tag UKC to some of those uh, hunting clips that they're posting. Well, by all means, do so, and they can simply uh, tag UKC uh, by UKC Hunting Ops. UKC Hunting Ops is what they need to tag that, and uh, they'd be uh, tickled if you would allow them to use some of those uh, videos of your pleasure hunts and all that. That's all one word. Or uh, better yet, if you post some of those on Instagram, use that same hashtag for that and. Uh, yeah, they'd love to have some of those, uh, uh, to post some of those pleasure hunts that the guys are out on uh, during this time. And that goes for coon hunting, squirrel dogs, beaglers, everyone. You got some of those hunting videos, why tag us on them. And we'd like to, we'd like to uh, share some of your hunts. Same goes for Houndsman XP. You can, you can tag Houndsman XP podcast and we will share your, share your adventures as well. So I think we've got to stand together right now. You know, we've just all got to got to look and and see how we can move this thing forward because you touched on it, Alan. This is going to be a deal where uh, everybody is going to be affected. I can't imagine. I I talked to Seth Ish 
earlier in the week. He's our guest for, for the week that we're recording now. And I told his kids, you know, someday you're going to look back at this and think about, you know, what you went through and it's going to make you stronger and it's going to build character. And I think we're finding out that, uh, our young people are going to have to inv have an investment in the future of our country. And, and that's going to start with sacrifices right now. You know, we've got seniors that aren't going to go through graduation. My, my daughter finished up her bachelor's degree and they had a commencement deal that they had scheduled. Uh, she's not going to be able to do that. So it's going to affect everybody. And, and uh, we're all going to have our own stories to tell. And, but we can keep telling our stories on social media and, and getting the right message out there. And like you said, tag UKC Hunting Ops and, and tag Houndsman XP, and we will get, get that out there for you. Yeah, you're exactly right. You know, I have a, my nephew, my brother Paul's uh, oldest boy, is getting married next Saturday is his uh, wedding day. So there's a lot of people in those type of uh, positions as well. You Absolutely. Know, but, uh, hey, you know, yeah. so that's, uh, there's a lot of things. You know, just everything yeah. is affected by it. You there's know? People, yeah, but, go yeah, ahead, I, Steve. I better mention our granddaughter, Caitlin, you know, she's a senior this year, class of 2020 to be her big year, you know, and she's very much involved in, in the color guard and band and all the competitions and all that stuff. So, you know, it's tough on these kids. We mm -hmm. got to be concerned sure. for them, you sure. know, and then my brother was going to be down. The family was planning to come down for his nephew's wedding here and a destination wedding here in Florida that had to be, we're all going through something, you know, but Hey, we're, we're here. We're talking, we're up, uh, you know, as my friend Nubbin Moore says, and I don't mean to make light of this at all, but I'd say yeah, it's good to see you, Nubbin, and he'd say it's better to be seen than viewed. So uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. we just got to make the best, don't we? And, I, and I'll just put Absolutely. a fi final thought of perspective from my standpoint, and not to get too dark, but, you know, when you're thinking about not being able to go to an event and how much it's affecting your life, small town like rising sun we know when people pass and you know loved ones aren't even allowed to bury their loved ones right now so when if you want to keep this thing in perspective you know not have a proper funeral where you're honoring their memory so without getting too dark mm -hmm. just keep that in perspective right now you know is it really that big a deal absolutely so absolutely steve you got any final thoughts yeah. Well, my only final thing I have is our clothes. Uh, are we ready for that? I think we are. Well, we have a tradition here on Houndsman XP about our following our hounds. It may be only be from the back door to the kennel, <laughs> or from my case, from the den <laughs> to the living room. But you follow your hound, and I'll follow mine. 